In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is in our midst. St. Romanos, the Melodist, I believe he lived in the 6th and 7th centuries. Um, he created what we know as the Kentuckian. And uh, what we have today of the, the liturgical hymn of the Kentuckian is normally about four or five lines, and that's it. However, his Kentuckia um, were sometimes 18, 20 paragraphs long. And it was a teaching method, so to speak, um, on the feast. Well, uh, when I was in seminary, I found a two-volume set of the Kentuckia of St. Romanos, and I stood at a copy machine for three hours, copied all of it, and scanned it. And I have with me a copy of St. Romanos's Kentuckian on the baptism of Christ. And what I'm going to do is I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read probably about half of it. But what I want you to listen for are the themes of nakedness, the nakedness of the soul caused by sin, and the clothing of the soul in grace caused by Christ's incarnation, and also the theme of fire and how God is a fire who enters the water and St. John doesn't want to put his hand in the fire. And then pay close attention and you'll hear uh, a very relevant reference to our liturgies and the priests within the liturgies. So the first, um, the, the, what we have of the Kentuckian um, is the first verse called the Proemion, okay, and this will sound familiar. Today thou hast appeared to the world, and thy light, O Lord, has been assigned to us. With the full knowledge of those who sing hymns to thee, thou hast come, O thou, thou hast appeared, O light unapproachable. We're going to hear that later tonight. And then each verse is called a strophe, I'll call them a stanza. So stanza one, in the Galilee of nations, in the country of Zebulun, and in the land of the Naphtali, Christ, a great light has shone forth, as the prophet said, for those in darkness, a shining light has been seen, sending its beams from Bethlehem. Or rather, Christ, born of Mary, the son of righteousness, sends forth rays of light to the world. Hither then, <clears throat> hither then all naked sons of Adam, let us clothe him again, that we may be warmed, as covering for the naked as light for those in darkness. Thou hast come, thou hast appeared, O light unapproachable. Stanza 2. God did not despise the one who in paradise was tricked by guile and despoiled of the robe which God had woven for him. Again he has come to him calling with holy voice the one who was misled. And then St. Romanos inserts dialogue, okay? So this is Christ speaking. Where art thou, Adam? This time do not hide from me, I wish to see you. Even if you are naked and poor, do not be ashamed, for I am fashioned like you. Even though you desired it, you did not become God. But now I have willed it and become flesh. Draw near to me and recognize me so that you may say, Thou hast come, thou hast appeared, O light unapproachable. Stanza 3. Christ continues to speak. Overcome by feelings of pity, I, the merciful, have come to my creature, holding out my hands that I may embrace you. Do not feel shame before me. It is for you who are naked that I became naked and came to be baptized. 
Now the Jordan is open for me, and John prepares the way for me in the water and in the hearts of men. Having thus addressed the man indeed, not in words, the Savior came, as he had said, directing his footsteps near the river. He appeared to the forerunner as the unapproachable light. Stanza 6. John speaks to Christ. He says, I ask to hand over to thee the role of baptizing, for it is fitting for thee, for I have need of being baptized by thee. Thou dost come to me and anticipate me in asking what I would ask thee. What dost thou seek from a man, O lover of man? Why dost thou incline thy head beneath my hand? For it is not its custom to hold fire. It is not its custom, his hand, to hold fire. This hand is poor and does not know how to lend to the rich. This hand is weak and cannot resist pressure from the strong. It will be of service to the sinners as they have need, for thou art the unapproachable light. Stanza 9, Christ says, Now you are terrified, Baptist, and tremble before this great deed, for it is great. But your parent observed greater than this, referring to Zacharias. Consider Mary and consider how well consider well how she bore me. Of course you will say to me, in that case you willed it. Well now, I will this. Do not hesitate, baptize me. Merely lend me your right hand. I dwell in your spirit and possess you entirely. Why then do not lend me your hand? I am within you and outside outside you. Why do you flee me? Stand and hold the unapproachable light. Stanza 12. John says, When he heard the mysterious and awesome words, the one born of the barren woman spoke to the one born of a virgin. John says, If I speak again, do not be angry with me, Redeemer, for necessity impels me to speak very freely. Why, O Savior, just so that they may know thee, shall I endanger my poor hand by casting it in the furnace? Formerly Uzzah stretched forth his hand to grasp the ark, and it was broken off. Now if I hold the head of my God, how shall I not be burned by the unapproachable light? Verse 13. O Christ says, listen to this, quote, O Baptist and Wrangler, Baptist and Wrangler, prepare quickly, not for an argument, but for ministry. For lo, you will see what I shall bring to pass. So I shall represent for you the pleasing and splendid form of my church, as I grant to your right hand the power which after this I shall furnish abundantly to the hands of my disciples and priests. Clearly shall I show you the Holy Spirit. I shall cause you to hear the voice of my Father, declaring me his true Son and proclaiming, This is he, the unapproachable light. Verse 15, seeing these marvels, the son of the priest, in his role as priest, holds out his hand and takes Christ by the hand. As he cried out to the beholders, John says, You see in the Jordan the voluntary rain, the torrents of delights, as was written in the scripture. In the passage of the waters you see a great sea in the river. Let no one consider me rash. I do not do this as a reckless person, but as a servant. For this is the Lord, and he told me to do this. Hence I baptize the unapproachable light. 
the last verse, verse 18. At divine command, then, the son of Zacharias exalted his spirit, and stretching out his hand, he placed it on the king. He immersed him in the water, and then led back to the land the Lord of earth and of the firmament. From on high, a voice pointed him out as though by a finger, crying out, This is my beloved son. To this father and to the baptized son and to his spirit, I cry, Destroy, O Redeemer, those who oppress my soul. Put an end to my errors, O unapproachable light. It is so beautiful. It is so rich. We, we have to read through it many times to, to really take it in. And I just sped right through it. But what happens with the baptism of Christ is that God is a consuming fire. And the Word has become flesh and dwelt among us. The Word comes to the river. And, and the river turns back because it can't stand the fire. Right? And John says, how can I put my hand in the fire? Right? And what happens at the liturgy? Right? Christ enables the priests and the bishops to consecrate bread and wine through the fire of the Holy Spirit and hold in our hands the God who is from before all the ages. Right? This miracle still happens. This miracle still happens. The miracle of John baptizing Christ in the Jordan, it wasn't just one man to another man. It was a creature to the Creator. And yet we come and we offer bread and wine, the most basic things of the earth. And God allows us to hold within ourselves as a priest in my hands and as parishioners in your mouth and in your whole body the uncreated fire. This miracle still happens. And because God wills it, we're able to transcend. And like the Jordan River, we're able to hold the all-consuming fire. This is a tremendous miracle. And when we were baptized, we were baptized in the waters of the Jordan. We were baptized into Christ's baptism and into His life and death and resurrection. We have put on Christ through baptism. So let us turn away, let us turn away from the works of darkness. And let us turn to that consuming fire and be warmed and be clothed in the grace that He gave to Adam and Eve in paradise before they sinned. Brothers and sisters, we say right before we serve Holy Communion, with the fear of God and with faith and love draw near. Christ says the same thing to John as he approaches for baptism. And John recognizes it. I have need to be baptized of you. And yet you ask me to do this. And what does Christ say? He says, do not prepare for an argument. Prepare for ministry. Remember this for the parish council. Write that down for the next parish council meeting, right? Do not prepare for an argument. Prepare for ministry. And so as we go out, as we take this holy water that we will bless to our homes, and as we offer our prayers to God throughout the week in our homes and workplaces and schools, we must prepare for ministry and stop arguing with God. He's just saying, be good. Knock off the bad stuff. Stop arguing with me. You know what to do. Just be 
prepared for ministry. And if God wills, he will use you, he will use us in miraculous ways, as he did with John the Baptist, as he does with my pathetic right hand at every single liturgy. I don't stand here because I'm worthy. I stand here because I'm obediently called. I was called and I'm obedient to that calling. It's not because I'm better than you. It's because I was put here by God. And if we are all faithful to the service and to the ministry that God calls us to, as John was in this ministry, then God will do miraculous things in our lives and in our community. To Christ our God, the Savior of our souls, who is baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist, be glory, honor, and worship together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages. Amen. Christ is in our midst. He is in our midst.